0: Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here's your host, DC Lundberg. Man, oh man, the playoffs sure have been fun so far, haven't they? I've been enjoying the playoffs at least. I sure hope you have been as well. The highlight so far undoubtedly has to be. Francois Lavois perfect 300 game on Saturday. Welcome to Locked On Mariners ladies and gentlemen. Haha, <laughs> you bet. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network or TLOPN or Tloppin. It is Monday, October 19th. I don't know why I said that in the intro. In any case, do remember to download, rate and subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio or whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use ask your smart device to play locked on mariners podcast or any program here on the locked on podcast network follow us on twitter at lo underscore mariners and follow yours truly on twitter at dc underscore lundberg l-u-n-d-b-e-r-g for those scoring at home Despite me talking about bowling to lead off the show, and I will speak about Francois Lavoie's Perfect 300 game at the end of the program, fair warning, we're going to talk baseball first, obviously, since this is a baseball show. We are going to talk about the American League and National League Championship Series today and tomorrow on this program. We're going to start today with the American League, since that is the one that started first and concluded first. This was between the Tampa Bay Rays, who went forty and twenty in the regular season, best record in the American League, versus the Houston Trash Can Bangers, the Houston Asterisks, whatever you want to call them, who were twenty nine and thirty one below five hundred, eighth best record among American League playoff teams. Too many teams making the playoffs. I've said it before, and I keep saying it. In any case, game one took place on October eleventh, on Sunday, october eleventh. 2020 year of our Lord. This entire series is taking place in Petco park in San Diego, by the way, and starting for the rays this day is shorelines, very own Blake Snell. He was called upon to get the game one start against Framber Valdez, who opposed him for the Astros. And those Astros would get the scoring underway in the first inning and kind of picking up where the Astros left off in their division series, where it was bombs away home run derby, the first run of this series was scored on a Jose Altuve home run in the first inning as the second batter of the game. Rays would counter in the bottom of the fourth inning on a home run by Randy Arozarena, who himself had a very good division series. The uh, Rays would tack on one more in the bottom of the fifth. Mike Zanina would drive in Willie Adamas on an RBI single, and that would be the entire scoring for the ball game, this pitchers' duel ended with that two to one score. Blake Snell five innings, which is you know kind of unusual for a starting pitcher not to go deep into a pitchers' duel, but he doesn't really go deep into ball games anyway. However, in those five innings, he threw 105 pitches. So you know maybe not the classic pitchers' duel that we are used to. Okay, it's a low scoring game, not a pitcher's duel. I've just decided. Ha ha ha. In any case, five innings, six hits, one run, it was earned, two walks, two strikeouts, and that home run, which accounted for the one run he would give up to the second batter he faced. John Curtis, a scoreless inning. Ryan Thompson, a scoreless inning. Veteran Aaron Loop, a scoreless one-third of an inning, although he did face four batters. He didn't fare all that well. Diego Castillo, one and two-thirds innings pitched of scoreless baseball. He earns the save. Fran Bravada, six innings, two runs, and uh, four walks for him, although he did strike out eight. Blake Taylor, one-third of an inning. Enoli Parides, two-thirds of an inning. And Brooks Raley, one inning. Game two would take place the very next day in Petco Park, as we mentioned. Uh, Tampa Bay would come back. Pardon me, they wouldn't come back. They would extend their series lead to uh, two games. And they would get things started in the bottom of the third inning on a three-run home run from Manuel Margot. Astros wouldn't counter until the sixth when Carlos Correa hit Yep, a solo home run. Uh, Rays would tack on another run in the bottom of the seventh on a Mike Zanino solo home run. So it's bombs away in this game too. The uh, Astros would add one more run in the bottom of the ninth inning, not a home run. But a double play. George Springer would hit it into a double play. Yulieski-Guriel scoring on the play, so there's no RBI. And that's the final score, 4-2, the final. Lance McCullers pitches seven innings for the Astros. Gives up four hits, four runs. Only one of them earned. Didn't walk anybody. Struck out 11 and gave up two home runs. Andre Andre Scrub pitched the other inning for the Astros. Former Astro Charlie Morton got the start for the Rays. He goes five innings, as did Blake Snell in his start. Uh, scoreless for uh, he Morton didn't give up any runs. He did give up five hits, however, in a walk, and he struck out five. Pete Fairbanks two innings. He would give up one hit. That would be a solo home run, and the uh, only run he'd give up. And he struck out three. Aaron Loop, Ryan Thompson, and Nick Anderson. Also pitching for Tampa Bay with Anderson recording the save. Game three would take place on Joey Martin's birthday. Our announcer, Joey Martin, his birthday is October 13th. And the Astros did not waste any time getting on the board. Second batter for them, Jose Altuve, solo home run. Then the uh, Rays would uh, then score in the top of the sixth inning, and they would open up the proverbial can of (laughs) whoop-ass. They would start with a two-run single hit by Joey Wendell. And then Willie Adamas would be hit by a pitch with the bases loaded. Later on in the inning, Hunter uh, Renfro, pardon me, Hunter Renfro, two-run doubles. So they score five runs that inning. Astros would counter in the very next half inning on a leadoff home run from Michael Brantley. But the scoring would end right then and there. The Rays would go up 3 nothing in the series with this 5-2 victory over the trash can bangers. Ryan Yarborough started for the Rays, and he, like the other starters, would pitch five innings, although he'd throw much fewer pitches with 82 of them. He'd also give up three hits, two runs, both earned, two walks, five strikeouts, and two home runs. Both runs he gave up were solo home runs. Pete Fairbanks, John Curtis, Ryan Thompson, Aaron Loop, and Diego Castillo also appearing for the Rays. (laughs) Here's what's going on. I tried to combine Rays and saves because I was about to say that Diego Castillo got the save. So that's there you go. I what am I doing? In any case, Jose Urquidy started for the Astros five innings, four hits, two runs, only one of them earned one rock and four strikeouts. Enoli Paredes, Brooks, Brooks Raley, Josh James, and Blake Taylor also appearing on the mound for the Astros in this game. We'll talk about the remaining games in this series on the other side of this break, but before we get to said break, I got to tell you about Built Bar, the world's greatest protein bar, as a matter of fact the greatest protein bar in the history of protein bars. They come in eight delicious 18 delicious flavors. The chocolate peanut butter brownies delicious, German chocolate cake is a new favorite. And the chocolate raspberry mousse is great. I could go on and on talking about the specific flavors that they have. But all the flavors are uh, high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, low in carbohydrates. They're all gluten-free. And the nut-free flavors are all made in a nut-free Facility. What more could he ask for in a protein bar? How about great taste? They've got that too. They taste as close to a candy bar as a protein bar can get. I have been eating one for breakfast, and I have been eating one after I'm done lifting weights at the gym. These are great protein bars. I do not eat what I don't like, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm eating two of them a day. That tells you all you need to know about these things. Go on over to BuiltBar.com right now to place your order. You can even uh, compile a box of bars of the flavors you would most like to try or your already established favorites don't forget to use promo code locked on for ten dollars off your order for these great protein bars and built boost drink powder and built go energy shots which i've been using prior to my workouts all this can be found at builtbar.com and promo code locked on Do you got a question or a comment? I bet you do. So send it over to LockedOnMaritors at gmail.com, and I will reply to it on the air in our Friday mailbag segment. As I always say, questions can be about anything. They can be on any subject. PBA playoffs are going on right now. One of my favorite events that they do, the inaugural event was last year, and I think I just made up a word when trying to say inaugural, But ask me about anything, and I'll reply to it on the air. LockedOnMariners at gmail.com is that address. Just keep it clean, because this is a family show. And this family show will continue upon the conclusion of the following message. Welcome to the second half of Locked On Mariners. Here once again is your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you, Joey. This is the second half of Locked on Mariners, talking about the American League Championship Series between the Tampa Bay Rays and Houston Astros. We've gone over games 1, 2, and 3, all of them wins by the Rays. Game 4 began, as a lot of the other games began, with Jose Altuve hitting a solo home run in the first inning, bottom of the first inning, For this one, they'd extend their lead in the bottom of the third with Jose Altuve up once again. He'd hit an RBI double to score Martín Maldonado. The Rays would tie things up in the very next half inning. Top of the fourth, Randy Arozarena home run, two run home run. So we've now got a two to two tie. However, they would that would change in the bottom of the fifth inning on a George Springer two run home run. And then at the top of the ninth inning, Tampa Bay would try to get back into it. Willie Adamas would hit an RBI double, but that would be the end of the scoring as Houston takes game four. Four to three. Starting for Houston was former Cy Young Award winner and former Spokane Indian Zach Grinke. He'd go six innings, give up five hits, two runs, both earned, only one walk, seven strikeouts, and a home run. Christian Javier would pitch two innings and give up a run. Ryan Presley would get the save pitching a scoreless inning. For the Rays, it would be Tyler Glasnow starting. Six innings for him, eight hits, four runs, all of them earned, two walks, Five strikeouts and two home runs. Jose Alvarado would pitch an inning, as would Aaron Sleggers, and they would both pitch scoreless innings, those two. On to game five, another 4 3 victory for the Houston Astros, who would again get the start- scoring started in the bottom of the first inning on a home run, but not by Jose Altuve this time, by George Springer. The Rays would tie up the ball game in the top of the fourth on a Brandon Lowe home run leading off the inning. Very next half inning, however, the Astros would take a 3-1 lead. Michael Brantley would hit a two-run single, scoring Maldonado and Reddick. Rays would get one back in the top of the fifth inning on a Randy Rosarena home run. This series is looking like bombs away once again. And then in the eighth inning, the Rays would tie it up three apiece on a G-Mon Choi solo home run. Astros would walk it off in the bottom of the ninth on a Carlos Correa solo home run. My gosh, a lot of home runs in this series as well. A familiar story for the Astros. John Curtis would start for the Rays. Really a bullpen game for the Rays. He'd go one one and a third innings only. One hit, one run. It was earned. It was a home run. He'd also walk one and strike out two. John Fleming would come in for three innings. He'd give up two runs on three hits. He'd walk one and strike out one. Aaron Slager's two and two-thirds innings of scoreless baseball. And Nick Anderson, which pitched the final f- inning and a third, and he'd give up the walk-off job to Correa. Luis Garcia started for the Astros. Looked like a bullpen game for them, too. As he only went two innings, he would not give up any runs, however. He'd strike out one and issue two walks. Blake Taylor, two uh, two thirds of an inning, one run, it was earned on a home run. That's the only hit he'd give up. Enoli Paredes would also give up only one hit, but it would be a solo home run. He would walk three others and strike out two. Aaron Scrub an inning and a third of scoreless ball. Brooks Raley, an inning of scoreless ball. Josh James, an inning. Uh, He'd give up one run and earn a blown save for his efforts. Ryan Ryan Presley, pardon me, an inning and a third. He would earn the win. Moving on to game six now. And the Astros would try to tie up the series. But unlike the other games... The Rays would get on the board first in the top of the second inning, and it was also not a home run. It was a one-run double hit by Willie Adamas. The Astros would go off in the fifth inning, however, against Blake Snell. Uh, there would be a two-run single to get, to get the scoring underway by George Springer, scoring Diaz and Gurriel. Pardon me. Very next batter, Jose Altuve, would hit a uh, one-run double to score Springer. Later on in the inning, an RBI single from Carlos. Correa to score Altuve. Astros score four in that disastrous inning for the Rays to take a four to one lead. They would take a five to one lead in the sixth on a Kyle Tucker solo home run. And they would extend that lead in the seventh inning on an RBI single from Michael Brantley and a sacrifice fly from Kyle Tucker. They've now got a 7-1 to lead at this point. The very next half inning, however, bottom of the seventh, Manuel Margot would lead off with a solo home run. And Manuel Margot would add a two-run home run in the eighth, to bring the Astros, pardon me, to bring the Rays to back within three with a 7-4 to four score, but that would be the final score, however, as the Astros do indeed tie up the series. Rays took the first three, Astros take four, five, and six to set up a decisive game seven. In this game six, Framber Valdez would go six innings, give up three hits, one run it was earned, three walks, nine strikeouts. Andre scrubbed two-thirds of an inning, a hit, a run. It was earned. It was a home run, a strikeout, and two walks. Blake Taylor would clean up that inning. He'd face one hitter. Christian Javier, one run, pardon me, one inning, two runs. Both of them earned a walk, two strikeouts, and a hit. Ryan Presley would pitch a scoreless inning and earn the save. Blake Snell, not the best of outings for him. He would only go four innings. He'd give up three hits, two runs. Both of them earned four walks and four strikeouts. Diego Castillo, an inning, two runs given up, only one of them was earned. Shane McClanahan, an inning and two-thirds, three runs given up, all of them earned. One home run, five hits, a walk and two strikeouts. Jose Alvarado, two-thirds of an inning, scoreless. Aaron Loop, two-thirds of an inning, scoreless. And John Curtis, a scoreless inning. On to Game 7. Who is going to take the decisive Game 7? In the bottom of the first inning, the Rays would make a statement of sorts, Randy Arozarena two-run home run. Again, lots of home runs in this series. They're up 2-nothing. And in the bottom of the second inning, Mike Zanino a solo home run to give them a 3 to nothing lead. They would extend that to 4 to nothing on a Mike Zanino sacrifice fly in the bottom of the 6th. The Astros would not score until the 8th, and it would be a two-run single by Carlos Correa. Those would be the last runs scored in this series, and the Rays are going to put the Astros in the trash can for the 2020 season right where they belong with a 4-2 win in this game and a 4-games-to-3 series win. Former Astro Charlie Morton gets the start for Tampa Bay, Five and two-thirds innings pitched, two hits, no runs, one walk, and six strikeouts. Nick Anderson, two innings, two runs, both of them earned. Pete Fairbanks, inning and a third. He earns his third save of the series, and he wouldn't give up any runs. Lance McCullers Jr. started for Houston. Three and two-thirds innings for him, not the best of starts, five hits, Pardon me, four hits, three runs, all of them earned, one walk, one walk, seven strikeouts, however, in those three and two-thirds innings, two home runs. Brooks Raley, one-third of an inning, he would strike out the only batter that he would face. Jose Urquidy, coming out of the rotation to pitch in relief, would pitch two innings, but he'd give up a run on one hit, two walks, and two strikeouts. Blake Taylor, one and one-thirds innings, scoreless, and Enoli Paredes, two-thirds of an inning, scoreless. Your ALCS MVP is Randy Rosarena. The Rays hit 11 home runs in this series and the Astros would have hit 9. 20 home runs hit between the two ser- two games in this 7-game series. Tampa Bay slashed 201 296 379 as a team. while Houston would slash 260 350 401. So judging by the slash lines, Houston was a better offensive team, but Tampa Bay obviously more key hits and that put them in the World Series where they will face either the Los Angeles Dodgers or Atlanta Braves that had yet to be determined upon the conclusion of this ball game. That series would also go the full 7 games and that concluded yesterday. We'll talk about that tomorrow. On this program. However, I do want to get to something I talked briefly about at the beginning of the show, and that is Francois Lavois' perfect game, which he threw on Saturday during the PBA playoffs. He is only the second player, ladies and gentlemen, to throw two perfect games on television. The other player to do that is Sean Rash whom Lavoie pitched this 300 against. It just worked out so perfectly. Plus, Lavoie is one of my absolute favorites on the PBA Tour right now. I don't have much use for the power players that are out there these days. Just like baseball, I prefer the accurate finesse players in bowling like I do the accurate finesse pitchers in baseball. And Lavoie is not a power player. His rev rate is, you know, between 350 and 400 revolutions per minute on his bowling ball, which by PBA standards is on the low side. He has to be very accurate and he has to make his spares in order to be successful, and those are the players that I really like watching. Norm Duke is another example of this, still going strong on the PBA Tour at 56 years old. And unfortunately, Marshall Kent, the local guy from Yakima, did not win his match against Chris Prather, so he's been eliminated. Chris Prather is the defending champion in this event, and prior to the the telecast, He had told the commentators that if he was going to lose, that he really wouldn't mind losing to Marshall Kent, so Kent could go all the way and potentially win it for his father. The PBA is full of great sports, ladies and gentlemen, and that is one thing that draws me to the PBA and bowling in general, because it is a sport that anybody can play. Francois Lavoie weighs 130 pounds. He's built like a regular human being, unlike baseball players nowadays who all have to be superhuman, and baseball used to be the everyman sport. It used to be that everybody could play baseball. That's not the case today. In any case, PBA playoffs continue on Sunday, on FS1, and that will feature another one of my favorite bowlers right now, Darren Tang, who has an absolutely beautiful game. But we're going to talk baseball on this program tomorrow, recapping the National League Championship Series, and here joining me to do that will be Bubba Higgins, the Kool-Aid man, and Escape skate key. Remember to download, rate, and subscribe to Locked On Mariners on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that may spring to mind. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners and follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. Thank you for listening to today's program. Ladies and gentlemen, stick with us tomorrow. National League Championship Series recap coming up. I'll talk to you then. This is Joey Martin. Join us tomorrow for the next edition of Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.